Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, ladies. Who said that? It's me, Alexi. Well, Alexi, do you want to do a podcast? Let's do it. Welcome to Cycle Swaps, a podcast to stop the competition and start the collaboration. In this episode, we are talking to a woman who is here to show up authentically, break the barriers of social media, be raw, honest, and vulnerable with her followers and clients, our new friend, Alexi. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to finally have you here. It worked out. Yeah, we we had a couple different meetings planned. And I mean, every week there was something. I mean, that's just going to make this episode so much better. Yeah, because we've been waiting with anticipation. I think what's even better is the fact that it was like the first week, I think, Alexi, you had to reschedule. The second week, I had we had to reschedule. And now we're on the third week and I'm sick. But I was like, I will be darned if I am not going to get in front of this mic. So let me paint the picture for everyone who's listening. I am currently laying in bed and I'm doing a horizontal interview, if you will. I have my whole setup and I'm not sure if you can hear it in my voice, but my tonsils are the size of the greater United States. So I think this is going to probably be the best cycle swaps we've ever done, given all of the things that have led up to it, honestly. I mean, it's going to be something. You're in bed. Who knows what you're wearing? for our listeners i mean i mean use your imagination yeah hey winky winky is it hot laundry is it a giant sweatshirt is it a t-shirt she sweat through for 24 hours because she's trying to get rid of this fever who knows it's the mystery is there you guys (laughs) she's wearing a snuggie okay that's it yeah (laughs) she's wearing a full bear costume i mean it's absolutely crazy to me that somebody actually i mean they made money on a backwards (laughs) robe yeah i know it's but like wow they are a millionaire now because they just turned a robe around i want to be that millionaire turning someone a robe just, around yeah, someone just said i want a blanket with arms i want uh, you know sleeve blankets to be in that brain mm. chef's kiss true Stephanie would say. true story so alexi tell us what inspired you to start your podcast lexi's lounge Ooh, okay. Yes. Spoiler alert. I have a podcast called Lexi's Lounge. (laughs) And I hope you wouldn't be here if you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I started that podcast, my podcast, because I really like having conversations with people. I know that sounds so like simple and stupid, but it's true. I love having conversations with people where I can sit here and just ask questions over and over. And when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, it was pretty lonely because I left corporate. I was a new mom. I had like no friends. COVID hit and I'm like, I am lonely. And so I was like, what better way to start building my community than start having conversations with people that I know about topics that like we would have on the phone anyway. I'm like, oh my gosh, we should do a podcast about this. Or actually I was talking to my my naturopath one time and she was, I asked her if I should get on birth control and she gave me all of these reasons as to why birth control is not the best option for me at least. And I was like, can we do a podcast about this? Because I've never heard. So there's just so many conversations that I had had in private that I'm like, the world needs to know this. Very self-righteous. But if you don't like my podcast, you don't got to listen to it. That's the truth, isn't it? Like we've gotten that before where it's like mostly guys will be like, well, you know, I don't get my period. And I said, it's not just about periods. It's about other stuff too. It's about, you know, do you got daughters? You have women in your life? Like, do you want to be able to talk to women a little bit better? Don't just shut it down. And people who just are like, I don't like this, but then they keep coming back to it. You're like, well, what's wrong with you, man? Just don't listen to it. (laughs) 
I don't know why right? you keep coming back. Like you obviously like something because you keep coming back to it. It's I've done it before where I'm like, oh God, I can't believe this person. And then I'll like keep watching and I'm like, well, I'm obviously interested. So who's the joker? It's me. I think uh, as humans, we do that a lot. Like if something bothers us, we start ruminating on it. We're like watching people's Instagram stories and listening to their podcasts and like trying to find something to piss us off. It's like we get this self-righteous pleasure from like hating people. And it's so weird because like I do not like cancel culture or like people talking bad about each other or slander like I'm under the guise of like if I don't like you then I'm just not going to be around you but at the same time I'm going to watch this train wreck unfold like I'm going to watch the police show up I'm listening for the sirens I'm following the I like the drama but I just don't want to be a part of it exactly that's why we watch reality tv (laughs) absolutely I have a shirt I just got that says cancel cancel culture and I cannot wait to wear it waiting for the opportune time I just, I can't wait. Do you get a lot of, do you get a lot of backlash or anything? Any sort of bad hate comments on your podcast? I recently just started getting into more of like the racy categories, I would say. For the most part, it was like, I was talking a lot about business and it's just abstract concepts, you know? I had a a teacher from Washington State on and she was talking about how people think that everyone's all teachers are like trying to indoctrinate their kids to be trans or something. So that was more of like a, like an in-depth conversation where I'm like asking her questions from her perspective. Cause at the end of the day, I feel like the way I approach hard conversations is just to understand not to be like, you're wrong. And I think that's hard for people to get mad about because I'm not coming at it from a way of like trying to put them down or to shame or make them wrong or make them look stupid. I'm just like, I genuinely like I live my life. You live yours. I'm just wondering about this. This is like genuine curiosity that comes out of my mouth and my brain. Sometimes I put my foot in my mouth, but I think for the most part, the thing is, is like I own my shit pretty easily. Like I make fun of myself all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go again. Here, here's the stupid co- oh, foot and mouth. You know, I'll literally put my foot to my mouth. It's just you're flexible. I was a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I love what you do. I think being vulnerable on social media is is really important and showing truth and honesty and just like being weird and showing that it's okay to be weird. Like you posted a picture on your story of you like making a face that I make where you put your chin back and I was like yeah I do that yeah exactly like why can't we be weird I feel like we've been in this this realm on social media for the last I don't know 10 years where it's like who can have the best filters the nicest ass the least cellulite the tightest waist the biggest lips the most perfect skin in the world and I'm like this is really hard to keep up and like I got to a point when I wouldn't even want to like show up unless I had a filter or makeup or eyelash extensions or whatever and then I'm just like "Mm." I'm kind of like bored of this. I just, I started finding myself trying to like blend in in order to not stand out. And the second that I did, like I did get some, like I got like a mean comment, (laughs) I would say about my acne one time, but then I use that as a teachable moment. (laughs) I find that so funny when people point out acne because I have acne and it's bad. The other day, I think I said something about, I called them my spots and the individual was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I pointed it and I normally don't. But I was, I guess, feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Secure, could have been maybe. Yeah, uncomfortable. I think Emily knows what I'm referring to. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. baby. <laughs> That's why I have strep throat. No, I'm kidding. It's. <laughs> Ooh, 
cut that out. Emily's like, maybe we'll teach him a lesson right here on this podcast. But it's weird when people point out acne. It's a normally bodily function. Like, why is that? Why it's that also matter? genetic. And I know, like- but like, why? It doesn't like the standard of beauty has become so. I could go on a tangent. I won't. All I'm gonna say is the standard of beauty has become so unattainable. It's exhausting, and like we see influencers, quote unquote, who are trying to like body positivity and put out that you know they're comfortable in their skin and they're using filters and every single one of their photos and I'm like what are you doing we know somebody who is an influencer and does that who does it and I'm like dude blows my mind I don't quite understand like and I'm guilty of it but I try to use filters that are really obvious like I don't like the ones where you can't really tell those bother me Where you have like a little snatch nose and perfectly lifted cheekbones and your lips are a little bit bigger and you couldn't even tell the difference so stupid 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 anyway before we get on a tangent on beauty which we probably could i want to know what the goal of your podcast is and what listeners can expect when they listen i think just a different perspective i think that's the goal and that's what they can expect is like not a podcast where you're just listening and just hearing people like banter back and forth and you know have a pissing contest as to who is right and who is wrong like i like having people through all walks of life who have different stories different ideas different opinions and i like asking them questions about it like i'm a genuinely curious person so it's pretty easy for me but I remember having one person on in particular and they were like this style might kind of catch people off guard and I'm like hmm that was interesting but the conversation that we had I asked her a lot of like I wouldn't even say hard questions but like what was coming to my mind which may seem hard when your beliefs are being challenged or your opinions are being challenged but at the end of the day I don't want to be a journalist I don't want to be a reporter I don't want to talk to people and understand why they are the way they are and why they believe the way they do and why they see the world the way they do because moral of the story Bottom line, end of the day, everybody sees the world differently. Nobody's going to see the world with the same perception, same view, same outlet, because we all came from different places. We have different parents, different religions, different cultures, different socioeconomic statuses. We have different people that we hang out with. Like literally every single thing about us is different. So really, I'm trying to disrupt the narrative that everybody sees the world the same way. And that if you don't look at the world the same way that I do, that means that you're a bigot or a racist or whatever. Like, I'm just talking to people. I'm asking questions. I'm trying to understand them. And that's the end of the day. And if you get triggered by that, then that's your problem. If I say something that's genuinely offensive, I always invite people to have a conversation with me about it rather than slide in my DMs and call me names because that's not going to get you anywhere. And what's interesting is you said, like, without calling someone a racist or a bigot, Emily and I are teachers. And that's something that I noticed at one point my students would be like, oh, a racist. And I said, stop. Do you understand what that actually means? Because when you call someone out as that, you also have to understand that that could possibly ruin their reputation and their life. So really, really make sure that you're reserving those heavy words for people who are. What I've come across is people who they maybe misunderstand or they don't know, or they're not educated. And then I will try to open that discussion up and kind of dig a little deeper. And then if I see that they really aren't getting the picture and they really are like, no, this is what I believe, then you can use that word. But I think you have to be very careful because those words are really heavy. They carry a weight and you could absolutely hurt someone in the end. Someone who 
is not that, but rather they're just uneducated. And if you were to open up that space to be able to have the conversation, you'd be able to see that. And you've not just slapped a label on some. I feel like I don't even know our generation, the next generation, maybe the generation before even. I think this is just a generational issue all throughout the generations is this labeling thing that we like to do for every every tiny little thing. Like my grandfather does it, my mom and dad do it, I do it, my younger cousins do it. So that's why I'm like, I don't think this is just a certain era. I think this is just across the board. We have this need to label stuff. It's like, it's like why? we're trying to comprehend as humans. We're like trying to understand. Like when someone is like girl on girl, let's say, like friendship wise, interpersonal relationships wise. I feel like if a girl talks back or talks smack behind your back is what I'm trying to say. And you know, you have a falling out or a bad relationship. Oh, she's a narcissist. Oh, she's, oh yeah. you know, it's like, there's a label for everything. And I think psychologically it's because we're trying to like process what the heck just happened. But I agree with you. Like, I feel like we need to be more curious about people. Well, and also narcissist, that's a real big one in like the dating world. I mean, that word is thrown out constantly. It's like someone could have narcissistic tendencies, but the actuality of how many, like there's a certain psychologist, I can't remember her name right now, but she talks about narcissism and she's like, you know, people call boyfriends or partners or people they're dating narcissists it's very rare because if you actually are a narcissist most of the time you're not going to go seek help but a lot of times we have tendencies so that's another thing that we just we slap a label on something and then we're like oh well that's the reason why I'm you know I think a lot of times those labels are to get out of responsibility I think it's just easier for people to comprehend like Alexi was saying earlier it's just like oh okay got it and then they can move on without questioning it which is like we talked about I think on your podcast when we were on it with you Alexi that's why I love theater and teaching theater because it allows people to be curious about somebody else's life with doing the research and literally being able to walk in their shoes and see a different perspective and something that I tell my students all the time is like your worldview is as small as you make it it's your job to why in it. That means going out and educating yourself. That means traveling if possible, talking to somebody who's from a different country. Like the school that I work at now, it's a university. Kids come from all over the world to go to that school. Talk to somebody. I have students from Australia and China and like just get out of your comfort zone and see that the world is so much bigger than you think it is from that small town in mid-America. And you think that's the reality of everybody's situation when it's really not. Yeah, you guys, I got culture shock going to New York. I live in a town. Me too. Right? Like I live in a town. I was like, what is this? At three o'clock in the morning, my mom and I are like in our pajamas. She's like holding her braless shirt. She's like, oh my God, I didn't think there'd be anyone down here. I live in a town that's about 40 minutes north of Seattle and the people I went to school with like predominantly a white demographic and you know you only know what you know which is why I love that you were saying like stop with the labels like figure out what they don't know or if they're doing it in a way that's actually being malicious but when I went to New York I was like there is literally this is the most diversity that I've ever seen in my life like from everything to religion to color to the clothes that they're wearing like people would wear garbage bags and it's high fashion I'm like I love this I freaking love it because everybody has such a different I just love the different worldviews I love the different lenses that people have it's just no not one person is the same and I feel like that is so fascinating Honestly, I totally 100% agree. New York 
gives me great anxiety. I grew up on Long Island. So like I'm very used to going to New York and my brother and his husband live in New York, but I, I can't, there's too many people. Everything's moving too fast. It like overwhelms me completely. I took my husband for the first time when we were first together about five years ago and blew his little mind. And like, we both say that we just will not do it again. Cause it's just really overwhelming. It's not like it's a fun vacation for us. We're like, Oh God, everything's falling apart. Yeah. So word to the wise, if you're listening to this and you want to go to New York on a relaxing vacation, don't go for people watching. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you have high anxiety, New York is not the place for you. So an Island quite literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. So you just gave a piece of advice to our lovely listeners, our cycle cats and kittens. I want to know what your favorite piece of advice is that you've learned from a guest. So my very first episode, I did it with, she's like a mentor to me. She's like a, a big sister, a mom, a mentor. She just, she's everything. Like my life changed since I met her. So she had to be my first podcast guest. But in the podcast, one thing she said to me that literally has stuck with me for forever and I've taken it and repurposed it and said it over and over again. Thank you, Nems Scarm. She's actually the manager to Kid Sensation from back in the day, you know, like Kid Sensation. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, now my memory is flooding back to all of that. Yes. She was saying it doesn't matter who you know, unless they know you. So she was like, I know Oprah, but Oprah doesn't know me. She's like, it doesn't matter who you know but they need to know you. That makes sense because you hear it all the time. It's not what you know, it's who you know. It's not what you know, it's who you know, which is true to an extent, but do they know you? Very important. See, now I'm thinking, because something I say to my students, especially in this new school that I'm working at this year, I have a hundred kids in a class. Like I don't know you. a lot of kids <laughs> for my tiny little brain to, to kind of fathom at once. I probably know about 50 of their names. So about half my class, I know and interact with on a pretty daily basis whenever we go and have discussion. But for the rest of them, I, I don't know because they don't participate. In my class, it's 20 points for participation. So if you never raise your hand and never participate, you're going to get an 80 and then take it down to whatever else when you're not passing quizzes or not doing the reaction paper, whatever it may be. But I tell them all the time, I'm like, make sure I know your name at the end of the semester, because if I don't, you're going to have a problem. I love that. It's like you need to speak up and use your voice. And I love that you're. Yeah, that's what I do. I want them to use it. For the first time today, a girl raised her hand. She had never raised it in class before. I was like, oh, what's your name? I get really excited when somebody new talks. And she was like, oh, uh, I'm this person. I was like, oh my gosh. Hi, how are you? Please tell me what you want to say in the discussion. She was like, great. She gave it to me. And I was like, thanks so much for speaking up. She was like, thank you. I was a little nervous. That was my first time, but I'm really glad I did it. I'm glad you freaking did it too, man, because I know it's scary. I mean, for someone with so social anxiety that is just like the worst nightmare is like 20 points are you kidding me like I can imagine there's some kids that are like talking to their therapist sure it's a but it's, you like, know what it's a really good challenge fail. it's yeah. a good challenge for them at to use their voice because that's what I want them I want them to know that their voice matters and their opinion matters and that they should speak up for themselves because they're so scared of saying something wrong it's okay if you say something that somebody else doesn't agree with it's okay 
That's an opinion. It's not fact. I want you to share your opinion. That's how we get into debates and that's how change happens. Here's the rabbit hole. People get so nervous about saying their opinions because if we've seen anything with social media and Reddit and everything over the last few years, it's like you have an opinion and you're going to hell and you're going to die. Yeah. (laughs) Your opinion does not align with mine. And now I'm going to cancel you and go after your sponsorship and I'm going to contact your employer and I'm going to post all of your information on Twitter because you have a different opinion than me. So I think sometimes the free speech thing gets a little too carried away. And then people think like they don't have to deal with any repercussions of being a keyboard warrior. It's like, if you can't say it to the person's face or boldly and proudly in front of other people, then you don't get to say it behind closed doors without repercussion. I think that's the greater conversation though. It's like, there's been all of these people online for the last few years who have like, let's say on TikTok with their username 67972733366 or on Reddit when they have no, there's no, nothing to trace and they can say whatever they want. And it can be untraceable. Well, unless you like really go in to find their IP and whatnot, but like normal Joe Schmo, like on the street, me, I'm, I don't know how to do that. I don't have the time to do it. I mean, but I, and I like when people share opinions that are different than mine, right? Like you were saying, because it opens up my eyes to what maybe they're feeling and maybe they've been miseducated about something. So then like in my classroom, I remember last semester, I, I like, I show, I'm a theater teacher. I think love is for everyone. So I showed a video of two men kissing in a show and one student was flabbergasted by it and went, two men kissing? Gross. And I was like, well, let's talk about that and why you think it's gross and why your opinion matters on why they can't love one another. And we had a big debate about it as a class. And it was just that he was being misinformed by family. It was a generational thing. Like Steph said earlier, the minute you cancel somebody is the minute that you're losing the opportunity to educate them. And we need education because education is empowerment. And the more educated we are, the better empowered we will be. And the more we'll spread that education. And then it goes down to generation and generation and generation. And that's how we break barriers. That's how we change the narrative. I love that you did that. Just the fact that you even, instead of like publicly shaming your student and being like, get out of my classroom, you're like, let's have an open and honest conversation about it like I want to understand why you think that that way way. exactly I like to teach people I'm an educator that's my job so having conversations and being open without immediately canceling them and screaming and kicking them out of my class I'm missing an opportunity my job is to educate somebody so please sit in the chair let's have a conversation like you're saying as Steph and I say all the time we may not see the waves but we're creating ripples and that's really kind of what matters at the end of the day for us my metaphor is the seed has been planted and it's up to you to water it like you don't know what you don't know and so for example if you and that student had that conversation and they still were like i still think two men kissing is gross then that's your right but now that we've had a discussion about it i've done my job yeah you can't i don't i don't want you to sit like you know how i feel i know how you feel and let's just not like let's not make it the point of contention in this classroom because that's not what this class is about yeah Exactly. So we're talking about conversations and I know that one conversation can change everything. So how has podcasting changed your life? I think just hearing different perspectives and 
like you were saying earlier about like having conversations with people from different backgrounds, that's literally meant everything to me. Like I had one woman who came on and she was telling me about growing up being bullied because of the color of her skin. And like, I haven't experienced that because I'm white, but it was so eye-opening to me to see, you know, this strong black woman be like, I was bullied. Like I I was in shambles when I was a child because my, I was bullied so hard because of the color of my skin. Like I can't control that. And then it really like opens my perspective to like, it pops my bubble essentially of like what I know to be true because I'm hearing someone else's perception of what their life looked like growing up. I mean, it's everything from that to like situations that people have been in, the hard things they've overcome, like mindset shifts, perspectives. Like I truly feel like I should be paying people to be on my podcast because I take so much more mentally than they do. Like I learn something from every single person who comes to my podcast and it's super, super rewarding. And I'm like, should, do you want me to pay you to be on here because I feel like I'm taking a lot more. I'll just promote it. Okay. We're even. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I feel that really hard, except I have no money to pay anybody. So please. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I, I, got like, I got nothing. I can, I can. Stephanie got, Stephanie got me a wallet that says I'm broke and I literally I hold it up all the so time. So we joke um, around that anytime someone's like, I'm sorry, it's a $20 fee to get in. Emily like flashes her I'm broke thing and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Come right in. Does it work? Uh, I have not tried it yet and I doubt it will work. No, I don't think I, it will. I, I think yeah, I don't like, think that's people funny, care. but it's $20 to come in. Yeah. Like, but why would Emily go to a place that has a $20 cover? That seems like a place that Emily would not go to. The minute that somebody told me that, I'd be like, what are you giving me? No, sir. Yo, I have to pay for drinks and food inside I too. Can go home sit on my couch and crank up some popcorn make some hot chocolate for free right that sounds pretty that sounds like a pretty good combination i've never done that before Hmm. i can't wait for the holidays I know. I can't wait till it's colder outside. I'm excited for that. Stephanie and her blanket. I'm like, I want to watch a movie with popcorn and like chocolate. I want chocolate on my popcorn. Ooh, that's good. I like that. I do like that. My mom, when I was in New York, the best part about living with my mom when I was in New York was living with my mom as a 30 year old married woman. I mean, like I had so many snacks. She always shopped and got food for me. I mean, like the best ever. It was amazing. And she had this popcorn that had like drizzled chocolate and white chocolate on it. And it was the best snack at the end of the day. I mean, really, what else could you want for in life? Well, what airline do I have to take to get to your mother's house? To get to my mother's house? I mean, you can take, (laughs) I prefer JetBlue, but that's just my own personal opinion. I heard that this is a really good airline. I've only flown it once. Wait, no, I haven't. I think I canceled. It's very nice. I I think it has the most like space. So I appreciate that. Like bubble. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I need some space on a plane. So I appreciate JetBlue and I I haven't had any issues with them. And now knock on like a thousand pieces of wood that I I don't ever. JetBlue, please sponsor. Oh my God. That would be amazing. This podcast is sponsored by JetBlue. <laughs> Ooh, all the travel. I would do all the travel. We would just go to all, visit all of the guests. It would be perfect. That's the dream, baby. One day. Emily would go back to the hotel at 8 p.m. And then Stephanie would go rage the night away and then come home and be exhausted the next day. And Emily would be like, well, I don't feel bad for you. Nope. Listen, side note, I did pretty good at PodFest considering I was on like two hours of sleep one day. I was up and ready to go. You did great. I was fully asleep. Yeah, she was knocked out. So anyway, to get us back on track, I need to know what women empowerment means to you. Don't be a dick to other chicks. Don't be a dude to other ladies, right? Like I feel like so many women are so quick to tear other women down. 
and, you know, say they look fat or ugly or they gained a lot of weight or, you know, like point something out when realistically, like I know from the work that I've done, that that means that that person who's saying that doesn't feel good about themselves, but it still hurts to hear, you know, like if you found out that one of your best friends was talking shit about you, it would still hurt. So like, just treat people the way you want to be treated. If you don't like someone, move on, ignore them, like mute their Instagram stories. Like don't hang out with them anymore. Don't talk to them. Just like stay in your own lane as a woman, do your own thing, look inward, do the work because only then you can actually truly empower those other women around you. Mm, I like that you, you kept it nice and simple and dropped in like one of my childhood favorites, which is treat others as you wish to be treated. I mean, we learned so many good life lessons at a young age. And then I don't know what happens. We just like in one ear out the other. I don't really know. But all of those things are still foundational things that I grow and learned on. I will treat others as I want to be treated. Sharing is care. Like all of these stupid things that I still remember as a 30 year old woman. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing it because those are good life lessons. Another thing I would say for women empowerment for me is making other women feel comfortable with being who they are, whether that be showing up without makeup on with your acne ablazing and painful, but it's just a part of your story, owning your story, owning your journey, like really taking ownership of your life. Like the root of everything that I'm saying, it always boils back to like working on yourself and being okay with yourself. Being okay with being you in all forms, shapes, sizes. It's just, I feel like we've had a lot of pressure from society to conform and look a certain way. So I think what I'm doing on this planet and the way that I empower other women is just being me. And I think that that gives people a subconscious permission slip to do the same. Yeah. Because you don't know who's watching. It's what I do as a teacher. I show up and I am me through and through. I always tell my students, listen, you can leave this classroom and think I'm the strangest person you've ever met. And that's okay because I like me and that's all that matters. But if we had more women who like themselves, then I think we'd have a lot less catty bitch. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of them. It's true. It's sad. I got, I got bullied by a lot of them. Yeah, it's sad. And it's all, it's because they don't feel good about themselves. But like, what if they put all of that energy that they put into bullying you and put it into figuring out themselves and starting to like themselves? What a concept. Blasphemy. So we're talking about being empowered ourselves to therefore empower other women. So so what advice would you give your 15 year old self just to put your blinders up honestly and I mean in a way like it's hard for me because I feel like both sides of my brain fire off like I have been the most creative when I consume less on social media when I stop regurgitating these what if situations in my head or like trying to be like proactively like well if someone comes up to me and says this scenario that's never gonna happen what would I say? You know, like I wasted so much time and mental space and energy on like these foreign concepts of like what could possibly happen instead of actually like working on loving myself, which is, I mean, essentially where my last answer came from about women empowerment, because I never felt super empowered as a child or growing up. Like I never had like that figure that was always like, you're doing freaking amazing. And I just love everything or whatever. I don't know. I, I probably did, but it's not 
not coming to the top of my mind right now, but it really hit, like, I was very codependent on people and very, their perceptions of me were of more value than my own perception of myself. And it wasn't until like, I hit this rock bottom interpersonal relationship that I just realized like how much I was, how much power I was giving other people in my worth. And I had to put my blinders up and, you know, I'd have these, these what if scenarios that would be circling and regurgitating through my head for weeks and months and months. And I finally was like, if they have a problem with me, they can come talk to me. And then I had every time that little story would come up, I'd be like, if they have a problem, they'll come talk to me. They have a problem. They'll come talk to me, but also be self-aware at the same time. Like how I, what I'm putting into the world, how I'm acting. If I have a sour look on my face, or if I'm doing something that I don't really want to do, like my energy is just going to be off. And if I'm somewhere where I don't want to be, I'm just, I'm not going to be in a good space. So it's really having those boundaries with myself, understanding what I'm putting into the world and how I'm acting and how I'm being, but also just doing you like, like stop putting so much weight into what other people think, because at the end of the day, when you die, everyone's going to move on. They'll be sad, but they'll move on. Ain't that the truth? I was the same way, man. It was the way other people thought of me. And I remember very vividly as a young girl thinking, I'm going to make sure everyone I ever meet in my life likes me. Is that not the weirdest thing ever? Because the, No, the I felt thought, it too. I'm laughing because it's like, it's real. <laughs> and it's funny because when you hear kids say stuff like that, you think it's quirky, it's cute, depends on how it's delivered. I'm thinking of myself now when and if I have a child and I hear words like that come out of their mouth, as innocent as it is, I'm going to stop. We're going to have a conversation about it. We're going to really talk about where that was coming from because I just could not stomach the thought that people didn't like me. And I don't know where it came from because now, judge away. I mean, I don't make the best decisions ever in life, but you judge me if you want. I don't really care. It's my life. And that's like when I hit my rock bottom, I remember thinking, I'm literally waiting for my life to start based on someone else doing something for me so that that I can achieve some goal and I've wasted almost 30 years of my life with this mindset and like it's up to me to achieve those things and I just like couldn't handle the weight of that of like time wasted so I think sometimes a rock bottom is not great but the only way to go is to, up. to switch out of that yeah. it's a reality check it's that slap in the face mm-hmm. like of that moment like what am I waiting around for I, I think when it came to there was one person in my mind when I was like "Ooh, if this person doesn't like me it's gonna crush me and then they like deleted me on Facebook and I literally was like I don't know how to go on from here but that that was the slap in the face I needed like get your priorities straight like this is not no no like it was that shaky moment where it was like stop it You know, like just figure yourself out. Don't try to be and morph and conform and chameleon to get people to like you. I will say I'm a very charismatic person. Like I have Jim Carrey expressions. I am who I am. I'm weird. I'm goofy. I just, I don't care. And some people are drawn to that. And then some people hate it. Like I'm too much. And there's certain times I'll be in situations where I'm like, the story that comes up in my head is like, oh, they're annoyed. But then I literally have to tell myself, I'm like, it's not my problem oh yeah i mean i quite honestly i i love those interactions now i'm like hmm, sucks for you that you won't get to experience all this joy and excitement in my life i just start saying you know what i feel really sorry for them that they can't get into it Ugh, god what a life they must live also something i wanted to say i saw this i think it was a tiktok or something but it was like
like bullying is such a weird concept they're like why does it bother you that I'm ugly <laughs> and I feel like I <laughs> feel like that's I feel like that's just how it is though like why does it bother you that I'm weird <laughs> why does it bother you that I have zits because I why think people are jealous of the fact that you can own it and they that's can't. what it is that's exactly what it is it's just that they just wish that they were whatever you are whatever character trait that they're kind of complaining about for you or bullying you about it's just something that they wish they had oh they wish they had my zits <laughs> or maybe but your confidence like that's probably it they were like oh I wish I could come to school and show up as me I think that's probably what it was how sad for them well we like you Alexi zits and all and I think I would love other people to know where to find your zits I mean you where can people find you and do you have any fun projects coming up that we should keep our eyes out eyes open for eyes out eyes out we should take our eyes out of our head and look around for fun projects i'm in this like very very much moment of pivot in my life you can follow literally everything i'm doing on instagram which is at a l e x i dot mckinley alexi mckinley alexi dot mckinley on instagram i'm also on linkedin first and last name same where else facebook tiktok you can see my dad's journey on there that's alexi mckinley i'm on all socials just google me and you'll see did that rhyme Kind of. I thought that too. I was like, huh. I'm really good at that. That's my secret talent. It just comes naturally. But I have this new project that I'm working on, which is my template shop that I'm actually dropping. I don't know when this episode comes out. It's mid-October, but I have a pitch template and a pitch tracker. So if you're trying to get yourself on podcasts like this one, or you host a podcast and you're trying to get your dream guests, you're trying to get yourself in the media to be featured on like Business Insider or Wall Street Journal or Medium or whatever, or just collab with a brand, get paid for it. Maybe have an influencer campaign if you're a business owner. I have pitch templates that are freaking amazing and I have priced them at a very accessible, affordable, and fast price, like $15. Actually, right now they're on sale for 50% off. But when does this episode come out? (laughs) It's a special one because... We already had our six lots filled, but I liked you so much that I wanted to fit you in. So I can put this episode in mid-October for you if you'd like. Let's just say this as it. So I have a new template store that is dropping on October, mid-October. So I don't have the day specifically yet, but maybe October. Listen, go to her socials to check yeah. it out. Don't even, That's don't it. Even, We're not going to tell you. tell them. We're not even going to tell We're you not, when it yeah. is. You have to go to her yeah, socials. Take your eyeballs out her, of your head. Subscribe. And go and look at her socials. Alexi dot mckinley on instagram follow everything there and on tiktok that's another one that's that's really behind the scenes of my life like instagram yeah. is more it's the party like i'll talk about what i have TikTok, you're gonna see my lawns it you're gonna see my high thoughts you're gonna see my dad you're gonna see my kids like you'll see everything on there but just on one of those and then you'll see everything else going from there especially my template store this has been so much fun and i i try to say this to every guest but we know money comes money goes it's easy to make it's easy to throw away but time time you don't really get back so thank you for taking some of your time and spending it with us today i really appreciate it and so does emily we both appreciate it thank you for having me you guys that's this has been so much fun and just talking to the both of you i love your different perspectives and just how you pump me up and how we can pump each other up like this is true that empowerment is what this show right is all here. about uh. is starting collaborations between women and showing other women that they can reach out and befriend one another because We are stronger 
together. And speaking of reaching out, if you want to go check out more of who we are, the Cycle Chats gals, you can go to our website, which is www.cyclechats.com. We have a newsletter. You sign up there and you will. We're in the process of kind of putting it together. You will get a monthly email that tells you a little bit about what we did the month before and what you can expect from us the upcoming month. We also have a blog on there, which is a little bit of a more personal, in-depth approach to who Emily and I are. We share some personal stories. We do, of course, have a YouTube. If you have not already heard, it is Chit Chats with Cycle Chats, a completely unedited space where Emily and I pretty much debate about anything and everything you can think of. It's really good. It's just the two of us chitting and chatting over there on the tubes. And then, of course, where we're the most active, please DM us over at Instagram at Cycle Chats, all lowercase, no space, and actually DM us. We're not kidding when we say we love talking to people. That's pretty much all we got. Of course, check out all of Alexi's links. They will be below. And check out her templates because we didn't tell you when they dropped. So go check out to see if those are available yet. And with that being said, we hope you sync up with us next time. Next time.